This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands wherever you are and let's just worship. Let's give him praise. The Father of light in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning, we worship you. All sufficient one, blessed be your name. We thank you. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Your faithfulness to all generations. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, blessed be your name for another opportunity to worship, to fellowship together. We ask about the power of the Holy Spirit. You speak to us. You open our eyes to the things of the spirits. Don't let us just share or listen to a message, but let us be impacted by your spirits. In the name of Jesus Christ, blessed be your name, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You are welcome one more time. Jesus is Lord. Amen. This is also of David's Sunday service, and it's an online service. We bless the name of the Lord. Our vision as a church is to raise a people after God's heart in every nation of the earth. And our mission is to bring people into an experience of God's unconditional love that transforms them into men and women who will be passionate about influencing their world with the principles of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That, that's what we do in our soul of David. And this morning, we want to look at God's word together. Are you ready? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is something I want to call, call our attention to. Let's read a passage of the Bible. In Psalms, Psalm 91, it is a scripture that many people have been quoting and meditating on, especially around this time. But I want to share something with us this morning that is quite profound, which will, uh, it's an event of the end time. One of the things that will happen in these last days, or that is already happening, angelic activities are being multiplied on the face of the earth. And I want to talk about how it affects saints. Glory to God. Angelic activities on the face of the earth. How it affects saints. Or what saints should know. What believers should know about this. Psalm 91 verse 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your ways. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We are kept in the name of Jesus. You know, there will be evil in the last days. Like you hear about insecurities in some areas in Nigeria. Plague here and there. Violence. But I just wanted to know this morning. The word of Lord says that he shall give his angels. And I'm going to show you some examples in the scriptures. To see how men enjoy the ministries of angels. He shall give his angels charge. They will keep you. It's a promise. You know. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody will say, you know. I, I, I remember a while ago. Somebody said. See, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the name of Jesus. Do we really need angels? And I'm going to show you from the Bible. From Old to New Testament. How this is a ministry that should be embraced, not to worship or talk to angels, but to be conscious of the fact that this thing exists and that God's word is true. Glory to God. I'm bringing this message as a prophetic message. You see, somehow, 
being aware of something, it has a lot to do with enjoying its benefits. Especially when it comes to spiritual things. I was shocked when I read how much attention great people in the Bible, how much they gave to this angelic ministry. And we're going to look at some of them right now. But I want to begin the place. Just before we start looking at great things that God uh, used angels for in the Bible and how they intervene. You, how they intervene on behalf of men, on behalf of servants of God, on behalf of God's people. Let's read something to start with. Amen. You know, we like to establish what we share, what we do from the word of God. Let, let's look at uh, Acts, uh, Acts of Apostles chapter 8. You know, Philip went down to Samaria and he went to preach. And something happened. After all the miracles in Samaria, verse 26. Now the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south. Now, this is an angel giving direction. I'm speaking to everybody listening to me. When COVID is over, COVID-19, when it's over, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord will start leading you to some strategic stuff, or will start leading you strategically into some things. And that great things will happen. It won't bring you down in the name of Jesus Christ. The wind that is blowing, yes, it's a negative, but it's to your advantage. Philip just finished ministering and the angel of the Lord said to him, he said, go, the place he was being directed to was a desert. He wouldn't expect to see anybody there, but God knows what men don't know. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible said, and the, spirit, and the angel, but I want to call your attention to something. When he got to, the angel told him, told Philip, saying, Arise, go towards the south, unto the valley that goeth from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Verse 27. And he arose and he went, and behold, the man of Ethiopia and Enoch, of great authority under Candace, the queen of Ethiopia, who had the charge of all the treasures, was, you know, came to worship in Jerusalem. Now, look at verse 29. The spirit said unto Philip, I'm trying to establish something here today that you see what you are not conscious of you might not benefit from we know about the spirit of God and we have two but see the Bible is showing us something very deep here Philip heard both from the Holy Spirit and from the angel can you imagine so it shows that now in verse 29 the spirit spoke to him but in verse 26 an angel spoke to him it means that can we say that one does not exactly substitute for another? Why, why, why didn't the Spirit of God just tell Philip by himself? But the angel spoke. Uh, this reminds me of one of the visitations that Papa Egan had when Jesus appeared to him and there was an angel standing behind Jesus. And Jesus said to Kennedy Egan, Papa Egan, he said that that's your angel. He has a message for you. Just like every other person, every other believer that is spirit filled, the question again asked Jesus, he was wondering, Lord, you are here. That I'm seeing you in a revelation is a great privilege. Now you are saying that this angel behind you has a message for me. What message can he have that you cannot deliver yourself? But you see, the things of the spirit are things of the spirit. The, another example I would like to show you is in Acts chapter 27. Acts 27, you know, Permit me to just go because we are looking at a lot of scripture. Acts 27, you can write it down. If you have read it very well, you will discover when the was about to happen, Paul perceived by the Spirit. 
He said, I perceive that this journey will be to many hearts. That means he, he knew by the spirit that there was an accident. But you see, when the, when the, when the turbulence, that when they were on water and they weren't sure of making it for many days, the Bible said there was darkness for many days. At the end of the day, Paul said, there stood by me an angel of the Lord. Let's read. Acts of Apostle 27. Hallelujah. Remember, when we come now that during this online, we do more Bible study. It will bless you. Because I see this happening to you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Acts 27. Destroyed. Why did he say that? He said, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. Somebody say amen. Oh, glory to God. What happened there for many days? You know, Paul had the Holy Spirit. Paul was baptized in the Holy Spirit. But he placed the Spirit of God to use an angel. Is it that this is a ministry that every Christian has to enjoy? And is it that we are not giving attention to this? Not by seeking angel, but by understanding that there is provision for this. And we are going to get to it in about, how do we pray? Can you imagine? Paul said, the, the Holy Spirit has spoken to Paul earlier. But then, when the shipwreck was about to happen and there was darkness for many days, Eurocladon wind was against them. And they were on water, being tossed to and fro for many nights. The Bible said there was no sunlight for many days. And Paul said that actually even Paul almost gave up. He said when all hope that we shall be saved was lost. Everybody gave up in the ship. But an angel appeared to Paul in the night and said to Paul that no, you are not going to die here. Oh, glory to God. Can I pray in the name of Jesus Christ? Somebody watching me. It's your dark moments. But the Lord shall send his angel to you. And light will come. A word will be brought from the Father to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul said, there stood by me. And he said, the angel to say, so I'm assuring you guys, none of us will die. And that was exactly what happened. But what, what, what I get fascinated, what, what, what touches me about this is the fact that uh, Paul had the, there, there were many times that the Holy Spirit spoke to Paul. But on this, in this particular situation, it was an angel of the Lord. And then let's look at Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior and our perfect example. Remember when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, Luke twenty-two forty-three. Let's read, Luke twenty-two. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Twenty-two. Verse forty-three. Just look at it. Please, wherever you are, make sure your Bible is in your hand. See, the truth of the matter is, what you look at as we look at it will stay more with you. And the Spirit will actually expand it more to you. Now, verse 43. If, let's start from 42. The Bible says, Father, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. You see, this was a moment when Jesus ah, the body was heavy on him. He thought about separation from the Father. He thought about the death on the cross. Then he said, Father, take up. Salvation was about to hit the rock. He said, take, if, you are, if, if you'll be willing, Father, take this cup away. It was a weak moment. Something in the, he knew he came to die. But this hour was a, a very mean hour to him. A time 
a tough time. Then something happened as soon as he started praying. Verse 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven and strengthened him. Oh, glory to God. Remember, Jesus was, he had the Holy Ghost without measure. Jesus had the Holy Ghost without measure. Yet in the wisdom of God, at these crucial moments, an angel came down from heaven to strengthen him. And he was, he was full of the Spirit. He had the Spirit without measure. But an angel appeared from heaven to strengthen him. That was how he was able to go through that moment. Somebody listening to me might, you need to be strengthened. I am just saying that even men that were filled with the Holy Ghost in the Bible still needed the ministry of angels. That's what I'm trying to use the word to establish. But I also want to show you something again from the lives of the patriarch. Let's read about Papa Abraham, Genesis 24. Hallelujah. Genesis 24, verse 7. You know, Abraham was about to, uh, he told his servant to go and get a wife for Isaac. Something that looked like an impossible mission. Telling your servant to go and get a girl to come and marry your son. A girl will marry someone that she has never seen. It's quite funny. But Abraham said something to the angel in verse 7. He said, the Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and swear, saying that unto thy seed, I will give this land. He shall send this angel. Wow. Before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son. You know, what propelled this was that in verse 5, the servant said to him, Paradventure, the woman will not be willing. When the servant heard the order, he said, ah, Oga, <laughs> what, which woman will do this? And if the woman is Abraham told, told him that, Don't worry, the journey is going to prosper because God, who called me, will send this angel. Abraham was conscious of the ministry of angels. He assured the servant that an angel will be sent. Oh, when they arrested Jesus and they gathered around him and the disciples wanted to fight, he said to them that I can pray my father. He will send at present 12 legions, more than 12 legions of angels. That's about 72,000. Jesus was so sure. He understood this ministry. He said, I am not going to do that because I am here to die. But if I wasn't meant to die, I would have done this. Is somebody in danger right now? We'll get to Daniel in a while. But I'm showing you saying, so Abraham was conscious of this angel. He said the angel, it will send this angel. But no, let's look at someone else in the patriarch and then we, we go on. Jacob. Genesis 48. So Jacob was old and Joseph brought his two sons to be prayed for. And when they came, look at how Jacob prayed. He started from verse 15. And he blessed Joseph and he said, God who my father Abraham Isaac did walk, the God who fed me all my life long unto this day, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless these lads. As soon as Manasseh and Ephraim, the two sons of Joseph, as soon as they got to the front of their father Jacob, he asked them to kneel down. 
And then he told them that, see, God kept me. He said, but I also know there is this angel. He said, the angel. Wow. Verse 16. Which redeemed me. That means Jacob knew that all the troubles he went through, he was delivered by an angel. Because Psalm 34 verse 7 says, angel of the Lord and come round them that fear him to deliver them. So, the patriarchs were conscious of this. Even though this promise came years after them, but they worked with God under their own dispens- in their own dispensation, they understood the fact that an angel kept them. We are going to get into the fact, I don't know whether we'll do that today, that every believer has an angel watching over you. Oh, glory to God. But look at how conscious these men were. Jacob wanted to pray and he just mentioned it. He said the angel. Jesus received an angel who came to strengthen him. So I'll show you from Paul from... <laughs> Hallelujah. The last example I will give about uh, 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 Peter. It's a story you all know very well now, chapter 12. We will get there again now that life. But for now, when he was in the prison and people were praying, what shocked me was that when Peter was knocking the door, the Bible said that the, the people said, where Rhoda went to them, said he must have been his angel. That means they were all conscious. Why? In that, oh, glory to God. In that chapter 5, let's start with, they have the ability to open locked doors. And doors will be open to many people. Oh, God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5. This must have been the reason why the people thought, you know, that an angel was knocking the door. They were so conscious of angels. Even though they were operating in unbelief, but they were conscious of angels. The apostles were, you know, they were threatened, and then they were arrested, and they were put in prison. But the Bible says that an angel went and opened the door. You know, I just remember, and I want to start from that. It's not part of what I plan to use before, but I just remember. Acts 4, Acts 5, one of the two, were angels, so it would be a good place to start. Amen. I was going to go to Daniel and some other people, but I just want to locate that scripture. Amen. It will bless you. Okay, yeah. Acts chapter 5, verse 19. Let's start from a thing. And they lay hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But verse 19, glory to God. But the angel of the Lord, <laughs> the angel of the Lord. Who are these guys? Who is the angel of the Lord? The angel of the Lord. By night, opened the prison doors and, did, and brought them forth and said, Go stand and speak. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, this same thing happened to Peter. Peter was among the ones that this one happened to in chapter 5. It happened to him again in chapter 12. So, it shows that it's not even a one-time thing. It wasn't a one-time thing with them. It shouldn't be a one-time thing with us. Glory to God. As we were preaching, they were locked in prison. An angel came at night, opened the door. Hey, are their doors shut against you? <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. As you understand this message, there will be great openings. They opened the door and they brought them out. Also later in chapter 12, Peter was arrested and the church began to pray. We'll get to the aspect of prayer in a while. And if not today, another day. The church began to pray and the Bible says, Peter was sleeping. In the night, an angel appeared and then the angel took Peter out. And then they go to the city. The Bible said there was an iron gate and the gate opened by itself. Don't you want to enjoy this? Hallelujah. Let me show you also how Jesus came out of the grave. 
It shows that they are in the business of open uncommon doors. Matthew 28. Hallelujah. Let's read. It's getting interesting. Matthew 28. I am not just sharing to every, for everyone listening to me. Great things will start happening in your life. It will be accelerated because you are understanding the, the works of the ministry spirit sent to you. As you pray to the Father, they are dispatched. Hallelujah. Matthew 28. The Bible says, verse 2, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. They are always coming from heaven. Hallelujah. Descended from heaven, and he came and rolled the stone back from the door and sat upon it. Glory to God. When they were burying Jesus, one of them said, I said, that deceiver said, he's going to resurrect. So they used a machine. They used a, a, a kind of uh, metal stone to roll. The stone, they said, would have taken, I don't know whether 16 or 32 men, with a machine to lift a metal rod to roll there. But an angel just rolled it like a tire and sat on it. There was earthquake. So Jesus, the angel looked at him. Who are they trying to block? The Bible says on the day of resurrection, an angel came down from heaven and rolled away the stone. Men and brethren, the last days are evil days. But then, why thousands will fall by so why it won't come near you? It's because he has given his angels charge over thee. They are going to bear you up lest you dash your foot again. Hallelujah. He has given his angels. It's a promise. He shall give. But we have to understand their workings. He shall give. Oh, glory to God. So they conspire against Daniel. So they open doors. I've shown you. I mean, from Peter to the apostle to the Lord Jesus Christ coming out of the grave, they open doors. What about when they shut the mouth of lions? And there are people, maybe in the place of work, maybe wherever you are. See, Daniel went physically to a den of lions. But you might not be thrown into a den of lions physically, but you might be in the midst of lions. Those who attack and bite you with their tongue. Men who spread, spread bad news, who go against you. There can be lions in the place of war, conspiracies from men against you. Daniel too, men conspired and they put him in, in, the, in the den. And then Daniel said, they came in the morning because he loved Daniel. Listen, listen, listen. Hallelujah. This is why your hope cannot be in any man. The king loved Daniel, but the king got to a point where he could not help. The setup was so wonderful. The conspiracy was well conjured up, well cooked up, that the king was handicapped. So the MD might like you. Somebody in charge can like you. But you see, when the voice of darkness are operating, it is only the wisdom of God that demystifies, that deals with them. All other wisdom, they will find a way around it. The king was walked into an equation that he couldn't work out himself anymore. They made him to sign. They made him to promise. And by the time he knew it, Daniel was the target. It was too late. And Daniel, so the king, imagine signing the execution of someone you love more than any other person. The Bible said in the night, the king couldn't sleep. But he said the laws of marriage and pressure must not change. So he had no power to reverse the law. He had done it before he realized that Daniel was the target. And he said, wow. But Daniel was like, oh king, thank you for your love. But my, 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 my confidence... 
Uh, it's not in you. It's in God. Early in the morning, the king woke up. He ran to the dead. He understood. The king just felt that at least I know that this Daniel is a worshiper of God. Oh, Keru Sahandre Kajisto. May those who observe how you study the word of God, how you pray, may they see the evidence of your God in your life. Shout a living name wherever you are. May they see the evidence. How the king would have lost interest in the God of heaven if Daniel did not respond. He knew that Daniel was praying three times a day. He knew that Daniel was living a pure life. He knew that Daniel loved God. So in the morning, he said, Oh, Daniel, has your God been able... Oh, shatalabara. Hey, ask your God. It's a question that touches heaven. Ask your... I, I, I Look at this. said, Daniel, oh God, let's read. Let us Daniel says, The king coined out his words very well. Look at what he said. Daniel chapter 6. Glory to God. It's, it's a very, a very... The Bible said that then the king arose very early. He didn't even sleep in the morning and went in haste. They saw the king running and the servants were running before him <laughs> to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice, Oh Jesus, unto Daniel. And the king spake and said, Oh Daniel, servant of... Oh, look, look at how he arranged the words. Daniel, he didn't say, he didn't just go to the dead to say, are you there? Daniel, are you there? He said, Daniel, servant of the, oh. He did not say, Daniel, servant of God. Servant of the living God. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they didn't say they started inside. <laughs> How do they qualify you in your office? What do they say about you? This, is, this, this was a pagan king. A king, an unbeliever. This, this was Darius, a worshiper of an idol. If you have seen 300, you will understand the kind of people these guys were. <laughs> if you don't like movie, don't worry, forget about it. If you, have, you understand the kind of guy this. But can you imagine Daniel's, uh, the, 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 the life of God that Daniel demonstrated in the past? His relationship with God, his work of faith and of love. His, his fellowship with God was so deep that even a pagan king recognized that this word is a worshiper of the living God. Pause a little. What do they say about Christians nowadays and your place of work? What do your friends say about you? Your neighbors? Do they see you as servant of the living God? The one who worships the living God? Or they believe that you are just like them? He said, Daniel, servant of the living God. That means all through the night, the, the king was uh, anticipating that something, something has to happen. I know this guy knows Jehovah. Something has to happen. Otherwise, why going to check somebody who has been thrown to be fed by lions? There was a little faith in the king. So he ran early in the morning. He just knew that something. Oh, Shaquille study. Listen to me. When people set you up, or when people look at you and it looks like you're about to fall, may they see the hand of Jehovah proving to them that you belong to him. When the wind passes, I, I've talked about, I talked about this on Monday, storms of life. When storms of life do come to everybody, but some, when the storm is gone, their house is still standing. 
When people think you should go down, may they see you standing, not only standing, going towarding higher and higher to another level. In the name of Jesus Christ. May your Christianity never disappoint anybody. Hallelujah. Imagine Daniel said, not answering. The king will never believe in Jehovah God of heaven anymore. But then he said, Daniel, is thy God whom you serve it? Ah! This, this guy is a great observer. Servant of the living God. Now he said, thy God that you serve. He didn't stop us. I said, you serve him continually. Is he able to deliver you? <laughs> Honestly speaking, it, when I first read this many years ago, to me it looked like the king was indicting God. Setting up, everyone would have felt ashamed if there was no answer. Because of, look at how he built his case. You are a servant of the living God. You serve him day and night. So, what is he doing about your case now? Praise the Lord. Oh, verse 21. This is beautiful. Somebody shout amen. <laughs> then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. He said, my God has sent his angel I don't know whether Daniel saw the angel physically. It's not necessary to see them. It's just good to know, to be aware of their operations. Because I don't want anybody praying that, Lord, let me see an angel. You might see an angel of light. we get there another day. Because Satan can transform himself to an angel of life. But these people pray to God, not to an angel. We will establish that when we get to the instruction part. They pray to God, not to an angel. He said, my God has sent his angel. Oh, I say this with in love and I don't mean any I, I know churches who pray in the name of angel Michael it's not in the Bible you don't pray to an angel you don't pray the Bible said there is no name on that son given to men some pray in the name of angels some pray in the name of Mary I'm not hitting at anybody I'm just saying that the Bible said there is no name there is no other name there is no other name there is no other name hallelujah so there's no other name. Glory to God. So, my God has sent his angel to shut the mouth of lions so that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocence was, was found in me, and also before the old king, I have done no hurt. Then the king exceedingly glad. Ah, yeah. All you know the rest of the story. He sent those men back there with their families. You see, what happened was, I've said this jokingly many times. The angels told the lions, we know that God commanded you to eat flesh, but not Daniel. And the angel told lions, I see, Papa God said I should tell you, if you fast tonight, and you don't eat Daniel, here's a meal that has come. But if you sow Daniel as a seed, if you fast and you sow Daniel as a seed, this is your meal, but give this meal as a worship unto God. Papa God will give you, oh, he will give you good measure, praise down, shake you together, running over. And the lion said, yes. <laughs> the lions believe in the love, giving and receiving. They said, yes, okay, we will fast. We will fast, right? He said, yes, we will fast. So they were looking at Daniel. He said, we will eat you. There's an order from heaven that we should fast. 
But the heaven promised us delicacy. So, so the king removed Daniel. And the following, they see out what they got for the seed that they sold. They sold one man. If you look at the setup, 30 princes were the ones that gang up against Daniel. With their family, there must have been over 120 people. They were given to the lions. Oh, oh hallelujah. <laughs> lions will testify in heaven that they lost so he was. Anyway, Daniel was, he was saved. Glory to God. But he said, my God has sent. So angels can shut the mouth of lions. Lions that are around you in any form, their mouth will be shut. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to go to one more. You see, there are examples all through the Bible. Oh, Jacob wrestling with an angel. We go to Saul, but I just want to end with the story of Ezekiah. 2 Kings 19. Because this will give someone courage. I perceive in my spirit. Somebody is going through an emotional problem. God can strengthen you through the ministry of an angel. Like he did for Jesus Christ. First Kings, 2 Kings 19. You know, the Bible says, Praise him, you his angel, who excel in strength, acting to the voice of his word. How strong is an angel? I will end there today, then we continue. If the Lord listens, next one. How strong is one? I want to give you an example. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, this is Ezekiah, the story of Ezekiah, 2 Kings 19. Senakeru came against them and he began to talk. In this message, you are going to find something. Ezekiah went. Now, verse 15. Let's start from 14. And Ezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messenger that read it. And Ezekiah went into the house of the Lord and spread the letter before the Lord. And Ezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, we dwellers between cherubims. See, this is, this man was under the old covenant, but he understood how to pray. Always begin your prayer with thanksgiving. Things are not hard before God. Ezekiel said that, Lord, he first began to worship. He said, Thou art God, even thou alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, heaven and earth, said, Lord, bow down thy ears and hear me. He said, Hear the words of Senakeru, which has sent him. He sent his servant to reproach the living God. Of truth, the kings of Assyria have destroyed nations of the, and their lands. Ezekiel began, began to pray. He said to God that, Lord, this guy has come to spite you. He said, but truly, his brats, this guy did everything he said he did. He wasted other nations. He said, but all other gods, they are the works of men. He did it because they did not call on Jehovah. He said, but I come to you. He did not deny the situation. He said, Lord, Senakerub has done great things, truly. He wasted nations and he took their land. He said, I'm not denying that, but I come to you. As he began to pray, the Bible says, verse 20, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Ezekiel, saying, Thus hear the Lord God of Israel. Oh, I will get to another message, another time. How to receive a prophetic word when you pray. You see, we don't pray just for praying's sake. When we pray, we should seek to hear. Angels are to the voice of his word. 
when we pray and God says something, the angels go, they go to carry out the order. Many times they don't move where until God speaks. You cannot tell your angels, go and deal with my, my enemies. No. When we pray, the Almighty God, you know, the church was praying for Peter and then the angel appeared. Maybe we'll get that next week. The connection between prayer and this is why saints all over the world should pray. As we pray, angelic interventions on the face of the earth will multiply. Yeah, the activities, their works here, they have a lot to do with our praying. And we are going to look at examples from God's word. And you have to pray. Ezekiel began to pray. And Isaiah sent a word to him that don't worry. He said, this is the word of the Lord concerning him. He said, he said, the virgins of Israel, they have laughed at you. He said, who has thou reproached? This is God answering Sennacherib. Against whom have you exalted your voice and lifted up your eyes? Against the only one of Israel? By the time God begins to ask a man a question, he said, Sennacherib, who exactly are you talking about? It's me. He said, it's me that you are bragging before. <laughs> you sent your messengers to insult me. You said you have done this, you have done that. Then the Lord said, because of your rage, verse 28, against me, and thy tumult is come up into my ears. God said to Sennacherib that I have just heard what you said now. <laughs> he said, you're bragging, I just heard what you said now. Look at it. The Lord gave a word. I love this. Verse 32. Thus said the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come to this city, nor shoot an arrow there. He said, because he said, by the way he came, verse 33, he shall return. He shall not come to this city, said the Lord, for I will defend this city. Oh, say amen. Oh, it's so beautiful to hear a word from God. Isaiah told Ezekiah, he said, Tell Ezekiah, I have heard how this guy has been bragging against me. He said, I am the only one of this. Is it me he's talking to? He said, tell Ezekiah, he shall not come to your land. He won't even shoot an arrow. He said, the same way he came, he's going to go back the same way. But then verse 35, Operation Night. <laughs> it came to pass in the night. That night that the word of God went forth. See, this is what they are waiting for. Oh, we are, maybe we'll get there next week. How? You see, God sent Isaiah to Ezekiah. Listen to me, all, all of you watching. Please share this message with your friend. Start tagging and calling people to do party watch and, and watch party with people after this message. It's a prophetic word. As we are going to get to a point where we talk about how exactly do we operate in this. In the case of Ezekiah, Isaiah was sent to him. You don't need a prophet to be sent to you. The anointing abides in you. Hey, you can pray to the point where there is a steering inside you and the word of God is put in your mouth. Say amen. How often can a believer do this? As often as possible. All we need to do, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We just need to wait upon God in the place of prayer. That's why we can pray in tongues. Ezekiel couldn't. Ezekiel did not have the name of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus Christ. You can lift up your hand and begin to worship. You can do a prophetic praise in your house. As you praise him and worship him, a word is given to you. When that word is given to you, as you say it out. Paul said you can all prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14. It is true. Every Christian can prophesy. And when we get to this dimension, it is a dimension where power is released. Many of us don't wait enough in the place of prayer for this to happen. 
We pray, oh God, help me. Oh God, help me. They're about to sack me in the wall. Just help me and then you leave the place. How about staying back praying? Praying until something rises within you. When it rises, the Spirit of God speaks and through your mouth will say those words. It becomes a prophecy. Kalusha has his there are so many weapons that we have at our disposal that we don't use we don't use them when Paul told Timothy steer up the gift that is in you not that God will come and steer it for you he says steer it up glory to God oh thank you Lord Jesus let's, let's complete this and then that's all for today and it came to pass in the night that the angel of the Lord went out that same night that the prophetic word. Somebody said that, how long do I wait till I receive an answer? Until a prophetic word comes. It's always the final thing. And we, next we look at several examples or anytime from the Bible. When you will discover that as soon as a word, a word. Remember they were in the wilderness and there was no, the Bible says, until they saw Elisha who said to them, there shall not be rain, there shall not be wind, but this valley shall be filled with water. By the following morning, water started flowing. It's always a weight of, of the, on the word. A weight for the word. An angel of the Lord went to the camp of Assyrian and smote an hundred four score and fives, 185,000. And they arose in the morning, behold, they were all dead, but the Kerub of Assyria departed and went and returned and dealt, dwelt in Nineveh. And he came to me when he was worshipping the house of Nisrosh, his God. His two sons killed him. Can you imagine? <laughs> you see, God, <laughs> God likes to do a thorough job. The angels killed all the soldiers, the angel, and left him alone. One angel wasted 185,000 people. One angel. 185,000 people. Soldiers for that matter. And he did it in one night. Record time. They woke up and they saw dead bodies and the Lord left him alone. So he woke up, he became humble, he went to his house. And the Lord was watching that. The God that you depended on, that made you to insult me, I will kill you before that God. So he got to the front of the God and his two sons killed him. And he died. Power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. If you read Second Samuel, only one angel, when David sinned, went to Jerusalem, until God told him when he stretches Jerusalem to stop. And he says, angel of the Lord and come round them. In Exodus 14, 19, the Bible said the angel that was going before the Israel, he moved behind them. When Pharaoh's guys were getting close, the angel was leading them before. He moved from the front, Exodus 14, 19, and he came to the middle. And it became light to Israel and darkness to these people. They can separate. Oh, glory to God. They can separate. We will show you another day. When Lot was lingering, the angels took him by his hand. Genesis 19. They fast-forwarded Lot. They took him, Bible, they held his hand, held his children's hand, held his daughters, the wife's hand, and they took them out of the city. It was a divine speed. Angel. Ministry spirits. What do we do? We pray. 
Jesus was praying and they appeared. Church was praying for Peter and they appeared. Hallelujah. Look at the examples that we've gone through. Mm. Oh, blessed be your name. We will start from as they got to Jericho and they were about to enter the city. The last thing that happened in Joshua chapter 5 was that Joshua saw a man standing with his sword in his hand. He went close and he said, are you for us of our adversary? And he said, I am the commander of the Lord's army. That was how Jericho fell. Great things will begin to happen in your house, in your office. You cannot be harassed by forces of darkness. The angels. I have seen people who have visited in hospital and operation was performed and they were healed. When I was in secondary school, there was a time I used to have a severe condition from my back. Looking like about to vomit something going back and forth. And one night I was praying on the bed and then I laid down and my eyes were open and I saw under the bed where I was. Of course, it was a prophetic illustration of something. I saw long black snake, a long snake painted black and red going in and out under a hole under the bed. And the Lord said, speak. And that was the end. Sometimes they've gone to the hospital to touch people. And that's my prayer for all those people who are down in the hospital right now. Not only limited to coronavirus, people have cancer, diseases, incurable disease, terminal diseases in hospitals. I pray, join me as you lift up your hands. That for the Father, we are sharing this message. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ all over the world. If there is someone that is a relative of yours, somebody that you know, and they are sick right now, you can join us in praying. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, stretch forth your hand. Send your angels to attend to these people. Father, send help. Let's pray for those who are in need right now. Lord, send your angels to move events and circumstances, to move men, to be a blessing to those who are in need. Those who are broke and seriously hungry, wherever they are now, men can give to them and help them, and we are involved in that, but that cannot fully satisfy. We pray for help from people. What about those who need direction? Lord, through the ministry of your angel, give direction to those who need direction. In the name of Jesus. Finally, let's pray for those who are in any kind of danger right now. Any kind of danger. If you are a parent watching me and your children are far away from you, you can pray that Father send your angel to guide them, to shield them away from every evil. Maybe they are schooling away abroad, wherever. Or maybe your, your brother, anybody close to you, they are not around. You can pray in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who are watching me who desire to marry. And then you are, you are old enough, but it's just not clicking. Oh, in the name of Jesus, may the God of heaven dispatch his angel to arrange. We read it in Isaac. It happened. The servant said that this kind of journey to go and marry a woman for a man that she had, but it happened. I pray for this kind of supernatural grace also for those who are old enough to get married and things are not really happening for them. In Jesus' name, by the virtue of this broadcast, when it is over, May the Lord send his angels to arrange your path and the path of someone that you desire with meet by the intervention of angels. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word. We bless your name. We give you all the praise. Glory to your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to say this to everybody. I don't make this every single time, but I want to make it. I make it once in a while, but I want to make it now. If you are blessed by this message, then share with somebody. Get others. God gave the word. Great was the number of them that published it. That's what the Bible says. See, don't listen to a message and say, I'm blessed. In the kingdom of God, there's no room for hoarding. If you consider this message not so wonderful, not so... I, I'm not... I don't believe in sentiment. If it means nothing, you will leave it. But if you are blessed by this, the blessing multiplies as we share with people. Please, don't wait till tomorrow. Today, as soon as this broadcast is over, start sharing, start tagging, with, tagging people, start sharing with people. Start inviting people to your work party to join you. Let this go around today. Let it go around today. Something is happening. Oh, glory to your name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.